And now, broadcasting through Blue Collar Media, it's time for the Big Bash Podcast. Thanks to the Big Red Bash Birdsville and the Monday Monday Bash Broken Hill. Two big events rocking the outback. Yes, g'day there and welcome to the very first edition for 2023 of the Big Bash Podcast where we talk everything about two of Australia's largest music festivals. I am of course talking about the Big Red Bash in Birdsville and of course the Monday Monday Bash in Broken Hill. Both events are sold out too, can you believe it? Well, I can. Uh, but let me tell you that these two iconic events are more than just music festivals. They are in fact a very unique Outback Australian uh, experience which is just a, an amazing thing that people have um, have been and enjoyed and it's like nothing else that you'll see ever in this country. Just travelling to these events is, a, is an adventure that adds to the entertainment in what end up, ends up being two fantastic um, Outback locations. Now on this podcast we speak not only with the artists who make the trip to perform for you but also the people who work tirelessly behind the scenes from the volunteers to the full-time and part-time employees who combine their efforts to create memories that you will look back on for a very, very long time. We also provide you with event updates, useful information, travel tips and updates and we'll also uh, speak with some of the business people in surrounding areas, some of the other people who benefit as well from these events. We meet some of the Outback characters along the way and of course we'll speak to some bash goers as well who make the trek out there to enjoy this experience and and take in what this event has to offer. Well as we prepare for the 10th anniversary year of the Big Red Bash uh, we will touch base with event founder Greg Donovan as he prepares for another big year of presenting the big Outback events and we'll also have a yarn to one of the many artists who are making the trek out to Birdsville. This time for the third time, can you believe it? He's on his way out there to entertain you. I am, of course, talking about Australian music, uh, country music artist, Troy Casadale. Now, as we say, this podcast is for you, and we certainly do welcome the feedback from all bash goers. So if you'd like to get in touch, you can simply email bigbash at omfgroup.com.au and say g'day. That's bigbash at omfgroup.com.au. Say g'day there, and please email any questions that you may have. Uh, we are happy to provide you with all of that information that you may need. If you want to, uh, any, anyone else wants to get in touch, you can also jump onto our website, duck4x4.com and of course click onto the uh, email the duck and say g'day there as well. You are listening to the Big Bash podcast broadcasting through Blue Collar Media and how good's it going to be as we enter another great year of the Big Bash podcast. Well, as we end, as I said, that 10th year of the Big Red uh, Bash, can you believe it? 10 years, it's been an amazing event and I've been very, very lucky to not only uh, see uh, the event grow but also the, the whole experience grow. It's just been amazing. I, I mean, I can remember back in the early days where, you know, you saw caravans with BRB in black tape on the back of the vans and they were people heading to the Big Red Bash. Well, now these days you can buy merchandise to say you're actually heading there. So when you're in, you know, you're in a roadhouse, 
house or a, or a pub along the way, you'll bump into other bash goers, which is fantastic. And all of this was created by one man. Can you believe it? His name is Greg Donovan, and he is on the line and uh, ready for another big year. Greg Donovan, g'day. G'day, Doc. How are you going? Not bad, mate. It's fair to say, isn't it? I mean, I've been fairly fortunate to watch this thing grow from basically nothing to what it is now, but back in the early days... Can you believe we're into the tenth anniversary of the Big Red Bash? Yeah, look, uh, time flies. Ten years. It's been uh, it's been an amazing journey, and uh, yeah, it's, it's gone from uh, very humble beginnings to uh, to now. What's uh, you know what's a major and iconic event that brings people from every every corner of Australia? Yeah, and, and it's a fair to say that if it wasn't for COVID, this would actually be the eleventh year, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. <laughs> we, uh, I think, uh, the whole world stopped for a year there with, with COVID. We were really lucky, actually. We were. We um, managed to uh, get the Big Red Bash uh, Festival delivered in 2021, uh, July 21. We were probably the biggest or the first big music festival to come back after COVID, but uh, there was only a little window of opportunity. Uh, COVID uh, shut the world down again late in 2021 when the Delta strain came through. So, um, yeah, we, we only had a one-year one break. Yeah, it's incredible. Would you think that you know you did survive all of that, and and then obviously we had to put on two Monday um, events in in the one year. So last year was a huge year for you and and your family and everybody who who's involved. Uh, it, but it's quite amazing when you think back to those early days, Greg, of of the pod of the bash, and you know it was a, a couple of hundred people there. John Williamson playing and. You really weren't sure if that was ever going to be the first or the last or what it was going to be. You, you could never, ever have believed that back then, and then you had another crack at it, that it would end up being as big as it is, two events, and you just can't get a seat there. No, that's, it's just quite amazing. I mean, there was never any grand plan when we started out uh, doing what we were doing. It was just uh, something that we did. Uh, get John Williamson out the Big Red and uh, play some uh, music for our runners and volunteers in the Big Red Run, but... Um, so no, no intentions of creating major music festivals, but you know, we we sort of cottoned on to the fact that there is a, there was some sort of a, an appetite for people to come out to these sort of uh, great outback places and enjoy music. So, you know, it's what really started as a bit of an idea, um, you know, rapidly grew into um, you know what is a really well organised um, you know great event with uh, with. Artists, you know, some amazing artists we've had over the years. Yeah, you certainly have. You've had some. Of the, well, you've had the cream of the crop when it comes to Australian artists. That is for sure. The biggest names in the business, and and I think you've also introduced a few newcomers as well. I mean, some of the some of the younger the acts that 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 have played in the early parts of the festival who have have gone on to become you know, a recognised name. It's just, it's. I think it's a great opportunity for young artists as well. I guess one thing, I mean, you and I have spoken for many years on the radio and, of course, a few chats here, but I guess one thing I've never asked you, Greg, is prior to all of this, right, way, way back, did you ever have any, did you ever travel in the outback? Did you have any experience out there? Were you just a city uh, dweller? What was the go? Did you ever get out there and and, and explore the outback at all? Yeah, look, we were we were really keen on um, you know taking our kids to see the country, and uh, you know not not just taking them to the Gold Coast and the theme parks and all that, but get them out into the real Australia, get them to the regions, and get them to the outback. And you know, we we took a couple of couple of really big outback trips. You know, we crossed the Simpson Desert uh, from west to east, and, and finish up in Birdsville. Um, you know, we've done all the sort of uh, sort of all the outback. Uh, stuff with the kids uh, when they were young so um, you know that's what really you know I really had a special um, uh, you know 
passion for the outback and uh, you know and, and so did our family and it's a great place to take your family and kids you know if you if you just take your family and kids up and down the coast it's um you know it's a real eye opener when when you get them out in the middle of Australia into the red dust and the the outback meet the characters and just see the see the amazing landscapes that are out there yeah absolutely the sunrises the sunsets the thing the thing with it and, and it's a great thing I think if everybody could do it they would I think when you get out into those parts of the country the outback and the regional it's the real Australia and the education for your kids is just incredible but you find things like the history just lying on the ground it's just you'll trip over places and ruins and ghost towns for for a country that's not that old we certainly have a very rich history and it's very easy to find and very easy to rediscover when you travel the outback well mate um hence the fact now that you run two of the uh, or you run the two biggest i think music events for the in the outback there is there aren't any others i think there are there are a few around you have the festival in winton and of course you know you have other events like tamworth but these these events birdsville and monday i just think it's they're just something else and you've filled a hole and and i don't think if you hadn't have done this greg i don't think these events would exist i don't think any any music promoter would ever have thought to put any sort of a concert on out of Big Red, it would never have happened. No, look, it's it's uh, you know I think as I said, we we uh, it's not something that we started out with doing. So I guess it was lucky that we sort of stumbled across something that we thought might work and and just uh, sort of pursued that and, and and grew it little bit by little bit year by year, and, and that's how it's came about. But uh, you know, look, you definitely never find a music promoter who was going to say, oh, I'm going to go out and start a festival out in out in Birdsville or or anywhere you know like that. It just it just wouldn't happen. So I guess, you know, we do feel really fortunate that, that that's happened and, you know, and it's not just fortunate for us that, that we're able to put them on, but fortunate for the, uh, you know, all the people who get to enjoy them and, and, you know, include that as part of their Outback travels or we're bringing a lot of new people to the Outback who, who see these things and go, well, this is a great reason to get to the Outback. I've always wanted to go and um, now now let's, uh, let's put the bash, uh, one of the bashes in, into our itinerary and, and, and get out there and enjoy it. So... It's one of those things that uh, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't plan on and, uh, you know, it'd be a really high risk to cost a lot of money to put these things on, so it'd be really high risk to go and spend all that money and keep your fingers crossed that it's going to work. Yeah, well, I think you've opened a few um, few eyes of some of the artists as well. I think they all love it. I think they get get as much out of it as the as the people who, who make the trek to go out there. Well, mate, as we, get, as we prepare for... The event in July, which will be the the first of two, so we've got the uh, the tenth anniversary of the of the Birdsville um, event. Then we have Monday, Monday soon after. What what's this time of year? We're at the uh, the end of April, beginning of May. Uh, is this the calm before the storm for you? I, I'm, I'm tipping you're fairly busy. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's not that calm. There's a lot of things going on. I mean, we're we you know we we work all year round on these events, and there's. Uh, there's, uh, there's many things to do, and, and we're in the middle of uh, middle of uh, our program of, of things to get ready. But uh, look, it's all everything's running pretty well on track, um, and uh, yeah, it's just head 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 down, uh, bum up as we uh, as we head into the final preparation stages. Yeah, we certainly, and, and it'll be here before you know it. You'll blink, and it'll be it'll be July. And it's funny the amount of times I've said to you out at the event, I just can't believe we're back here. It seems like we we're here last week. It's it goes pretty quick when. When when do you head to Birdsville? What two weeks out? When, when you personally? I know you've got a crew that head out there. You know, I saw some grading that's already been done. Is that right out there? Yeah, that's right. We uh, we have to grade the whole site every year. It, it um, you know it's on a sort of 
an area where a lot of vegetation grows up and uh, you know, can get cracks in the in the earth and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it is is a site that we need to, to grade, and that uh, that's just started now. That should be finished uh, within the next week, and uh, which which put you know gives us a nice clean slate to uh, to work from. So yeah, yeah that, so- that's all going great. But uh, yeah, I, I head out there. Uh, Probably about two weeks before the festival, we've got a we've got a big crew and a big convoy that leaves, and uh, it's probably around three weeks beforehand to start uh, getting everything set up. Um, it is a huge job <laughs> to set up. You're sort of building a little mini mini city out, mm. out of nothing. Um, so it is a lot of you know we got a lot of people out there working for quite a long time beforehand. Certainly yeah, is, mate. certainly is. Okay, now sold both events sold out. If um, somebody wants to try and jag a ticket. I know you have a bit of a resale facility. How's that going? Is there still a bit of a waiting list? Yeah, look, there is a waiting list. Uh, but, you know, so people obviously who, who have bought a ticket and can no longer come for, you know, change in personal circumstances, put their uh, tickets on this system called Tixel, which is, uh, you know, they're a third-party provider who sort of specialises in reselling tickets so and creating a safe environment to do that. So uh, you can you can get the links to all of that on our website and uh, – you know, register if you'd like to um, uh, get some resale tickets, um, you know, and hopefully you, you might be in luck. But you just got to be really careful when things get sold out. You know, you get scammers trying to sort of sell mm. your dodgy tickets. So you've got to be really careful. And that's one of the reasons we set up this um, this facility through Tixel because we, you know, we really hate it when we see, um, you know, our event being used as a vehicle by scammers to, um, you know, go and rip people off. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I totally agree. So people could jump on, get onto the waiting list if you're trying to get out there. I know a few people who have uh, spoken to me who are a bit disappointed they've missed out. And I think they just wait for the next one. <laughs> It'll be another good great event next year. So um, if, you, if you can't get on, well, you know, start planning, jump on early. It's amazing just how quick this thing sells out. All right, Greg, well, I know you're busy. You've got plenty going on. I just thought we'd touch base with you on the first edition of the podcast for this year uh, as we um, bring the uh, regular podcasts and updates to some of the bash goers out there who uh, who are getting very, very excited. I see plenty of people already now on the Travelling the Big bash, big Red Bash page already, you know, pencilling in their trips, mapping out where they're going. I, was, I saw somebody's already left. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they obviously included that as part of a uh, as a as a bigger trip, but uh, it is great to see, and I think that's and those things are fantastic because you can get some tips and some ideas, especially for the people heading out there for the first time. But mate, it's going to be a very exciting year for you, a busy one, and uh, mate, we look forward to talking to you in the future, and of course catching up with you in Birdsville, which we'll probably see in about five minutes' time. Yep, great to chat, Duck, and we uh, look forward to seeing everybody out there. Good on you, mate. There he is, of course. That is the event founder of the Big Red Bash and, of course, the new Monday Monday Bash. And I am, of course, talking about Greg Donovan. And, of course, the Big Bash podcast, the first one for 2023. How good is it? It was great to catch up with Greg Donovan as he prepares for what's going to be a big year of not just music events, but, of course, that entire Outback experience. Now, I want you to picture this. I'm out at uh, the Big Red Bash of Birdsville a few years back. It's at the end of the day, and it was that, you know, that time of day when the sun's just dropped down over the dune, and you can smell the, you know, the campfire smoke, and then there's that along with the dust is having an effect on the stage lighting, which of course is just, you know, coming into effect as the sun goes down, and then, uh, and then all of a sudden, you hear this.
There's an old John Deere underneath the tree, 500 acres, my dad and me. Worked this land until we hurt, trying to make a living out of plain old dirt. Oh, you got to love that. That is the very unique sound of Troy Cassadar. Let's just a little bit more of this. How good is this? Troy Casadale, can you please play that for us out of Birdsville this year, mate? I sure will, Duck, and I've got to say, um, it was just so bizarre hearing that. I don't even know what version that is you're playing there. But <laughs> it's obviously live, but um, that's one thing we love about what Greg does out there at the Big Red Bash is that, you know, it's all about live music and the backdrop of incredible, um, you know, outback Australia. Oh, it's fantastic. And I do, and that's a true story. I was out there, it was a few years ago. I know you've performed, you performed out there when it was brought back into town. I remember that. But I do remember yeah. when you performed out there at the June and, and it was true. I was kicking back and we and, and those days there wasn't as many people as there is now. So we were in a media area and had a full view of the stage and we were sort of just getting ready and getting the barbie lit and, the, you know, the campfires were going. It was coming on, the, you know, towards the end of the day and all that was happening and then all of a sudden you're performing and it was just unbelievable. It's just... A few I've been to many events and a few things stick out for me and that was, was one of them. You must be looking forward to getting back out there. Oh, mate, definitely looking forward to it. And um, one thing I do, I mean, I go through a lot of photos when I'm just about to go and do the gig to give myself a, a bit of a reminder of what the experience is like. And, mate, it doesn't take long to feel pretty inspired and look forward to getting out there because my drummer one afternoon, when it was moved in town, he took a photo of the crowd and I was just getting the guitar pedals ready. Dissipation dark of when the music's about to start and um, it, it just really, really builds and it, it's a feeling like no other. I mean, what, what Greg's done out there, I suppose, is, is bring the two things that I love together and that's the Outback. I've always loved the Outback. I love red dirt on my boots, but I also love the fact that you can bring music there and use it as the thing to paint the picture for you as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And that one that you brought into town, it's a wonder you remember anything about that one because you were with your old sidekick, Adam Harvey, who, who, who I've got to say, the Birdsville Hotel, just on a side note, are very disappointed that he's not going out there this year with you because I think they're going to, you know, I think they sold an extra two or three kegs when he was there. I think they'll definitely take a financial hit on having <laughs> money out there, that's for sure, because, because I mean, he, he would have kept the bar going well well after they were closed, and, um, and we know what he's like. But no, I really miss hanging out with him. Every, every chance we get, we get a chance to sit down and have a yarn, but I just. Just wouldn't mind catching up with him again at some festival. We're always just crossing paths somewhere, you know. But um, that's the nature of the music industry at the moment. We're just really glad to be back working after COVID. And, and now, now obviously, we're busier than ever. You can't even keep up. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right, mate. And and, you're, and everybody seems to be in the same boat. And, uh, you know, he's a great man, Adam. And we love to give him, you know, slip one into him when we can, especially when he's not here to defend himself. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, the rules, Troy. So, uh, but, yeah, that was, a, that was a huge event all 
put together in the last minute that one that was brought back in town. And uh, and Greg again just did a fantastic job with the water that was out there around the around the actual original concert area, and it was just unsafe to get out there. So he just moved the whole thing into town, and the the crowd was just confined into that area there. So and it, and it sort of is there's that arena now where where you you you're just going to be blown away from last time you performed out there to this time. It is just going to absolutely blow your mind, Troy, because he, the, I'm not sure how many tickets he sold, but I think it's up around, when you look at everybody, it's around you know, 11, 12,000 people there. It's just amazing. And, uh, and, and and you think about it, Doc, those people have got to get themselves out there. Now, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of friends at home that love their four-wheel drive, and I've got, I've got a friend's um, old school school parents at school there when, um, when the kids were tiny. We've known them for that long. But they've just bought themselves a new van, and um, and they're they're going out to the big red bash as well. And I think the thing that excites them the most is, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to inspire and paint a picture here for people that are thinking about taking their van out. But you can stop wherever you like on the way out, take your time. Um, there's so many incredible things to see on the way there, and that's what they're excited about as well as being able to camp, making two weeks of it just to get there instead of rushing. You know, so if you've got the time and you've got the the, the machinery to get you there. It's well worth the trip because, I mean, once they get out there and get their tickets and carry on with us, it's going to be worth the trip, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. That's one thing we've spoken about here many times. It's not just the event itself and the little events that are within that. It's the, it's the adventure getting out there, the adventure getting back. A lot of people use it as part of a, a bigger trip. And, and I've already seen posts on social media where people have already left for the big red bash, so I mean it's only yeah, July. Yeah. I mean, hello, you got people coming from as far away as as Perth who leave weeks and weeks ahead of uh, the schedule. You get the people that turn up in Birdsville and wait for the event, and they're there two weeks, three weeks before it's even on. It's just incredible the amount of people now who who just they plan this a year out. But you mentioned COVID, and you mentioned. Um, you know, everybody's working again. You, you came through all of that, Troy. It's, it is good to see that the, the events are back on and plenty of artists are now working. And even the, the live, the gigs around the pubs and that now, that every weekend in Sydney, Brisbane, and I'm tipping all over the place, there's, there are gigs on everywhere with, with high-profile named artists out there performing in pubs and the like. Well, you know, I think, you know, from the pubs where we all started, um, right through to big RSLs and the, the theatres and right through to the outside festivals that are happening. Um, at the moment, I've been on that Red Hot Summer Tour and Ian Moss and I have been playing a set on that thing. And it's been an incredible experience. And, and like I say, to see people coming out now and enjoying music again is, is something that I think we may have taken for granted. I've had a yarn with Harvey about this too. And I think we sort of took it for granted a little, little bit that it was always going to be there. But when it snapped away from you for a while and, you know, you appreciate your family more and, and everything else that goes with that, having the time where you have to be and force rest. Um, you know, you really appreciate the fact that you've got music again and it's um, it's there and it's accessible for everyone. So it's really, really incredible to see it back. And I feel really, really happy, you know, the fact that I can still make my living because when you feel like you don't have it anymore, it's, it's pretty confronting for you. Well, mate, you, you certainly, you, I mean, you, I mean, you, you've certainly produced plenty of music. You continue to write songs, and and I, and I don't think you're going away um, anytime soon, mate. You, 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 your life's almost an open book. You, you, you're you're fairly open with your fans and, and 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 things that happen in your life and and personal loss and stuff like that. And, and they stick by you, mate. You've got a very loyal fan base, don't you? Oh, they stick by us. Oh, they're they're incredible. I mean. 
they, they ride the whole thing with you. And, I mean, sometimes they're probably riding things that are parallel with what's going on in my life as well, Duck, you know. Mm. Um, losing my mum last year was, was really tough. I'm standing here at her old place now, digging in the garden and using a few days off just to come down and just spend a bit of time by myself at, at her old place here. And a lot of the people that um, obviously jumped on Facebook and, and mentioned that they'd only lost a parent recently too, it's a, it's a big tree to fall in your life. And they ride it with you. The, the, the fans that come along, and I, I class them more as friends because they just come along and they come for the ride with you, but they're, they're sort of sharing the same stuff. Yeah, it's, it's credible, mate. And I think that's why you've got such a loyal fan base, Troy, because you've kept yourself fairly normal. I mean, you've got, you know, you, you're a high-profile person. I remember one time you told me you, you were at the V8 Supercars and you lined up for, was it for Craig Lounge's autograph? And when you got to the front of the line, <laughs> you got to the front of the line and you got your autograph. <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he sort of said, hey, what are you doing up the front of you? I said, oh, mate, you know, the kids wanted to come and say good day and, and get a photo. And he said, I'll grab yours while you're there. And it, just a bit, a bit, it was a bit of fun. And I've done up to quite a few artists like that. And if the kids like someone that I know, I don't go and use my privileges to get backstage. I, I make them wait in the bloody line. Mm. I say, get in the line and wait like everyone else does. And then when we get there, we'll have a yarn with them, you know. And I've done it at Blues Fest a few times. And I, I really enjoy that. I, I think that if you don't have to change too much, mate, I, I still love fishing and, um, I just had a young fella up in the Territory. We we went up there running around catching some barramundi over the, oh. the January break. And, you know, you want to talk about time with your son that means something. Um, he, he said to me, he said, Dad, every time we go to the Territory together, just you and I, he said, I just make some memories that I just can't replace, you know. And so... So it's those sorts of things you have to actually build into your time schedule to make sure they happen, mate. Yeah, oh, mate, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I, me and my young bloke have travelled just about everywhere in this country together and had those those times around a fire, whether it be out at, you know, near Uluru or, or Birdsville or, or Cape York. We, yeah. We've done, we've, we've been, and we've done that. And, and now we're, we're, and now you wouldn't believe it, as we speak, he's up at Cape York at the moment um, <laughs> for a four-wheel drive video filming. Yeah, so it's, it's you know, he, he He's carrying it on and he works in a business we're involved in and, and runs all of that. But it is, you can't put a price on that, can you, mate? Well, you just, you, you know, if you can get out with your kids and show them the real Australia. It's, I just, are you like me? I, I feel that when you get out to the outback and, and, and even if you can't, on say Birdsville, you're on your way to Birdsville and you, you camped off the side of the road somewhere. You did mention you can camp wherever you like, which is pretty, that's pretty right, really. You just pull up. Do you just feel well, like you're not worried about the yeah, real deal, isn't it? It's the real deal. I love the fact that you don't have to worry about it. As long as you've got fuel in your tank and you've got plenty of tyres, and you can pull up anywhere. And, and that's the thing I love about it. And, and there's no real sort of like a, a diary to follow. And that's the best part about the whole thing. I mean, with touring for me, it's always been you've got to stick to the, the letter. You've got to catch a plane, do this, do that. But when we go up the territory with the young fella and stuff, I mean, his, his fondest memory was with one of the old TOs up there putting a, a big barramundi on the coals and eating it straight off the coals, you know. And that was his last taste of what the territory was for him. When we got in the plane, he said, God, Dad, he said, that was just the best eight days. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, no doubt. Oh, look, mate, yeah. I love it. I just think, you know, and I think everybody should do it. You, get, you have to be inspired. But I know you're not, you're out there with a young bloke and you're, and you're, and you're having that downtime, but, geez, you must have some ideas running through your head for, for songs whilst you're out there sitting around a campfire and cooking a barramundi on some coals, wouldn't you? Mate, always. And it's always, I think it's more the observation, you know, thing as a songwriter. And I, I think I've watched people like Paul Kelly do this the best because I've been watching him every night on this tour we've been doing. And it's a bit of a masterclass on how to observe and, uh, and learn and try and articulate it in a song. But I'm always looking. I don't even mean to half the time. But 
yeah, sitting there waiting for that fish to cook. We had to scratch around and get some wood because the whole island we actually jumped off off the boat on was, you know, surrounded by crocs and all that sort of stuff, but we couldn't find much firewood, so it took us an hour to get wood. And all these little experiences that we had, walking around getting that timber for that fire, was something that, you know, you look at maybe a song that to come of it, or maybe it's definitely something that's burned into my son's memory, and um, it's something we both won't forget. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he certainly won't forget it. And I can remember the first, when, when my young bloke and I were up at Cape York, he was only 15, and we were just sitting around the fire at Dal Hunty on the tele- old telegraph track, and he, he said to me, Dad, he said, I'll never forget this. I just want to thank you for bringing me up here. And I was like, I don't know, would have brought a tear to a glass oh. eye, Troy. It was just oh. <laughs> just incredible. But he said, I'll just never forget this. And, I'll, oh, and I, really, I really thank you for bringing me up here. It was just, it's just incredible. And, um, mate, it is, you can't, you, look, you can't put a price on those times with, with your kids and, and, and you can get away. But when you do that, for me, I just think it's the real Australia. I just think you feel more Australian when you're out in those sorts of places and, you're not you're away from the big big smoke and the noise and the buildings and all that stuff that we hate, uh, and you just get out there and chill. Even where you are now at your mum's property, it must be just so peaceful for you. They just you know digging away in the garden. I mean, how good's that? Yeah, mate. Look, I, I, when I come down here, the whole thing is just it really, really is quiet. It's a big reflection time for me. I spent most of my life here, you know, and mm. I, I really, I really had a, had a bent back for most of the time on the weekends working in the, in the scrub here and all sorts of stuff and cutting fence posts and all sorts of things, you know, but all the memories come back. Yeah, I've done some songwriting sitting on the veranda, but I, I was there playing guitar when the sun was rising this morning because I'm a bit of an early riser when I come here and these two magpies decided to come out and do the big duet with me on the, on the veranda while I was playing guitar, you know, and, so I taped a bit of it and sent it to Laurel this morning while she was on air. And she said, geez, you know, don't we take this for granted sometimes where you, where you get to sit sometimes? But I, I honestly don't. I take it in dark. And, and I think if people are procrastinating about whether to go to this big red bash, they should have to actually have a look at how much time their kids are spending on their screens or how much time they're spending on their screens. And you become a slave to your phone. Um, it's time to get behind the wheel and get on your way and have an actual adventure that's yours and not living vicariously through someone else. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I actually said to Greg Donovan earlier that if he hadn't have, he hadn't have, you know tripped over this thing and and created this experience for people, it wouldn't be happen. Wouldn't have happened. I don't think any music. I mean, you know more about this than me. I don't think any other music promoter would ever have thought of of, oh. of having an event in a place like you know Big Red. It's just incredible now. Mate, you're also playing at the Monday Monday Bash. Now, you haven't been there. I'll tell you what, you're in for a treat there, mate. Oh, well, I've been out to Silverton and places like that and um, and the Silver City. I've been out there to Broken Hill a few times, but I have not done Monday Monday as a gig, and I'm very much looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, when, I, when we first came through that we were actually going to have a chance to do it, even the, the band were all going, oh, I can't believe we're actually going to get a chance. They've only seen photos of the place. So mm. even the band is, like, dead keen to get out there and be a part of it. So... No, excitement plus, mate. We've got a lot of music. We've got some new things we've written and bits and pieces, but a lot of good old things like Born to Survive and Trains and all that stuff. People want to hear all those old songs, so we just have them ready in the set. Yeah, sorry to play an old one, mate, but I just had to. I love that song. It's, me, it's my Troy Casadale favourite, that one. I absolutely love it. Yeah, look, you'll love Monday, mate, and I think yeah, it, it's it's almost when, you, when, you, when you're on stage, you look out and think, hang on, I'm back at Birdsville. It's just, but it's just a different scenery, and you know, the sun goes down in a different place and, and all that. But the beauty of the Monday, Monday bash, Troy, is that if you don't have the big four-wheel drive and the van and, and all the time to trek out into the outback, this is an easy drive. You just drive out to Broken Hill. I think there's about four kilometres of dirt, and you're having an outback experience. It's incredible. 
sounds fantastic. Yeah, exactly right, Troy. Anyway, sure. mate, no, look, you'll love it. Listen, mate, I know you. I know you're um, you're busy at the moment, just taking some downtime. I know you've been flat out. Geez, you've been doing. Um, you've been performing um, around the place everywhere, which is fantastic. Just a quick one with all this, all this performing and and with you know songwriting and and then bringing out albums as you do. And uh, do you find now that the, the effect of say Spotify and those things? mean now that you you know that artists have to get out there and perform in pubs and clubs and and these events as well to help make ends meet yeah well you know streaming obviously has become very very popular with the younger generation and all that stuff but i mean i, I haven't really changed how much i play live duck to be honest so mm. if, if um if sales of records or those sorts of things that sort of slow down because of streaming i think what it does is just gives you more opportunity i suppose to make more music and share it as you go but always make sure you keep that live element going because that's your bread and butter and always has been yeah Slim dusty we always swore by the live thing mm. and every time i play a slim song i played two in my set the other night when played down in gippsland and um you know i just think it's good to keep that music alive and slim's man for a in front of the people and take the music to the people you know so we Trying to keep that little torch blood burning, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He was uh, he certainly did that. He was everywhere. He did not stop, did he? He was incredible. All right, mate. Well now you've got to make me one one promise you'll play Born to Survive out there at uh at Big Red Bash, mate. I just think the people will love it. I just think that once you start playing that, you'll have the whole you'll have the uh, the audience uh, in the palm of your hand, mate. Mate, lock it in and we'll be definitely ready. And like I say, it's just gonna be really, really lovely to be able to play a lot of old songs, a couple of new things for them and we're an incredible lineup. and I want to say thanks to Greg for getting us out there because I mean, you know, it's been a, a while between drinks since we got a chance to play but really excited, I even get a chance to drag the bride out this time so she's going to enjoy a bit of a bit of music and outback experience as well. Oh mate, that'll be fantastic. I can only tell you that last year when John Williamson played at Mundy, although everybody, I mean, everyone, I don't know why we're dragging on here but you get people in the audience who aren't necessarily country music fans, but they'll enjoy it. And it's and, and country music fans who will enjoy chocolate starfish. <laughs> it's just everyone's oh, there. That's right. Everyone's there for the event. But I can tell you, and you'll be the same. I, I watched John Williamson out at Monday last year and he had the crowd spellbound. And I think that'll be you this year in both events. Oh, mate. We, we're going to have a ball. And um, like I say, we've got plenty of good old songs that we can throw into the set. And like I say, it's about the atmosphere and the music, and no matter what sort of you know genre you listen to, uh, you've got that backdrop of, of that beautiful June heading into the Simpson Desert. So I mean, you couldn't get a better one than that, can you? No, you can't, mate. All right, Troy, I'll let you go back get get back to digging in the garden, and uh, yeah, mate, mate. I, I look forward to having a cold beer with you with a bit of dust out of Birdsville. Sounds great, Duck. Thanks very much for your time, mate, and good day to all your listeners. Well, that was Troy Casadaly here on the Big Bash podcast and absolutely fantastic to catch up with him. Not just a great artist, but a great bloke as well. Very, very humble and absolutely loves it. And I know uh, just with some private conversations I've had with him, he cannot wait to get out to both events this year. And uh, if you're heading to um, to either the Big Red Bash or the Monday Monday Bash, you are in for a real treat, that is for sure. Troy Casadaly on this edition of the Big Bash Podcast. Uh, 
Uh, the sounds of Ice House, the big, the big act that's playing out at the Big Red Bash and, of course, the Monday, Monday Bash this year. Well, that, of course, is a wrap here on the first edition of the Big Bash podcast for 2023. We certainly do thank you for tuning in. Just a reminder that you can get in touch easily. Just jump onto the email or be sure to follow the social media pages of, of course, the Big Red Bash and the Monday, Monday Bash as well. And uh, you can check out those Facebook pages there. And, look, if you are travelling to the Bash and you're not part of this group, well, jump on and join Travelling to the Big Red Bash. You'll absolutely love that page. Plenty of tips if you're a first-time trekker out to the outback. And, of course, plenty of like-minded people just like you who are heading out for what, of course, is uh, the best outback experience you will ever, ever get in this country. Uh, That is for sure. But like I said, that is the first edition uh, for the uh, podcast for this year. We've got some big stuff lined up for you over the next uh, few months, including more artists and behind-the-scenes chats as well. And we'll even talk to a couple of bash goers. How good will that be? Right here on the Big Bash Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with another edition of the uh, Big Bash podcast very, very soon. We will catch you then.